Ecclesiastes chapter 4, Evil Oppression on Earth. So I again considered all the oppression that continually occurs on earth. This is what I saw. The oppressed were in tears, but no one was comforting them. No one delivers them from the power of their oppressors. So I consider those who are dead and gone, more fortunate than those who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has not been born and has not seen the evil things that are done on the earth. Labour motivated by envy. Then I considered all the skilful work that is done. Surely it is nothing more than competition between one person and another. This also is profitless, like chasing the wind. The fool folds his hands and does no work, so he has nothing to eat but his own flesh. Better is one handful with some rest than two hands full of toil and chasing the wind. Labour motivated by greed. So I again considered another futile thing on earth. A man who is all alone with no companion, he has no children nor siblings. Yet there is no end to all his toil, and he is never satisfied with riches. He laments, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is futile and a burdensome task. Labour is beneficial when its rewards are shared. Two people are better than one, because they can reap more benefit from their labour. For if they fail, one will help his companion up, but pity the person who falls down and has no one to help him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they can keep each other warm, but how can one person keep warm by himself? Although an assailant may overpower one person, two can withstand him. Moreover, a three-stranded cord is not quickly broken. Labour motivated by prestige-seeking. A poor but wise youth is better than an old and foolish king who no longer knows how to receive advice. For he came out of prison to become a king, even though he had been born poor in what would become his kingdom. I considered all the living who walk on earth, as well as the successor who would arise in his place. There is no end to all the people, nor to the past generations, yet future generations will not rejoice in him. This also is profitless, and like chasing the wind. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, Rash Vows Be careful what you do when you go to the temple of God. Draw near to listen, rather than to offer a sacrifice like fools, for they do not realise that they are doing wrong. Do not be rash with your mouth, or hasty in your heart, to bring up a matter before God, for God is in heaven, and you are on earth. Therefore you let your words be few, just as dreams come when there are many cares, so the rash vow of a fool occurs when there are many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay in paying it, for God takes no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better for you not to vow than to vow and not pay. Do not let your mouth cause you to sin, and do not tell the priests it was a mistake. Why make God angry at you? so that he would destroy the work of your hands. Just as there is futility in many dreams, so also in many words. Therefore, fear God. Government corruption. If you see the exhortation of the poor, or the perversion of justice and fairness in the government, do not be astonished by the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher official, and there are higher ones over them. The produce of the land is seized by all of them. Even the king is served by the fields. Covetousness. The one who loves money will never be satisfied with money. 
He who loves wealth will never be satisfied with his income. This also is futile. When someone's prosperity increases, those who consume it also increase. So what does its owner gain except that he gets to see it with his own eyes? The sleep of the labourer is pleasant, whether he eats little or much, but the wealth of the rich will not allow him to sleep. Materialism thwarts enjoyment of life. Here is a misfortune on earth that I have seen, wealth hoarded by its owner to his own misery. Then that wealth was lost through bad luck. Although he fathered a son, he has nothing left to give him. Just as he came forth from his mother's womb, naked will he return as he came, and he will take nothing in his hand that he may carry away from his toil. This is another misfortune. Just as he came, so he will go. What did he gain from toiling for the wind? Surely he ate in darkness every day of his life, and he suffered greatly with sickness and anger. Enjoy the fruit of your labour. I have seen personally what is the only beneficial and appropriate course of action for people, to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all their hard work on earth during the few days of their life that God has given them, for this is their reward. To every man whom God has given wealth and possessions, he has also given him the ability to eat from them, to receive his reward, and to find enjoyment in his toil. These things are the gift of God. For he does not think much about the fleeting days of his life, because God keeps him preoccupied with the joy he derives from his activity. Ecclesiastes chapter 6. Not everyone enjoys life. Here is another misfortune that I have seen on earth, and it weighs heavily on people. God gives a man riches, property and wealth, so that he lacks nothing that his heart desires. Yet God does not enable him to enjoy the fruit of his labour. Instead, somebody else enjoys it. This is fruitless and a grave misfortune. Even if a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, even if he lives a long, long time but cannot enjoy his prosperity, even if he were to live for ever, I would say, a stillborn child is better off than he is. Though the stillborn child came into the world for no reason and departed into darkness, though its name is shrouded in darkness, though it never saw the light of day nor knew anything, yet it has more rest than that man. If he should live a thousand years twice, yet does not enjoy his prosperity, for both of them die. All man's labour is for nothing more than to fill his stomach, yet his appetite is never satisfied. So what advantage does a wide man have over a fool, and what advantage does a pauper gain by knowing how to survive? It is better to be content with what the eyes can see than for one's heart always to crave more. This continual longing is futile like chasing the wind. The futile way of life works. Whatever has happened in the foreordained, and what happens to a person was also foreknown. It is useless for him to argue with God about his fate, because God is more powerful than he is. The one who argues with words, the less he accomplishes. How does that benefit him? For no one knows what is best for a person during his life, during the few days of a fleeting life, for they pass away like a shadow. Nor can anyone tell him what the future will hold for him on earth. Psalm 125, A Song of Ascents Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved and will endure for ever. As the mountains surround in Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people now and for evermore. 
Indeed, the scepter of a wicked king will not settle upon the allotted land of the godly, otherwise the godly might do what is wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to the morally upright. As for those who are bent on travelling a sinful path, may the Lord remove them, along with those who behave wickedly. May Israel experience peace. 2 Timothy chapter 2, Serving Faithfully Despite Hardship So you, my child, be strong in the grace that is Christ Jesus, and that you heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be competent to teach others as well. Take your share of suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one in military service gets entangled in the matters of everyday life, otherwise he will not please the one who recruited him. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he will not be crowned as the winner unless he completes according to the rules. The farmer who works hard ought to have the first share of the crops. Think about what I am saying and the Lord will give you understanding of all this. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, such is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship to the point of imprisonment as a criminal. But God's message is not imprisoned. So I ensure all things for the sake of those chosen by God, that they too may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus and its eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, since he cannot deny himself. Dealing with False Teachers Remind people of these things and solemnly charge them before the Lord not to wrangle over words. This is of no benefit. It just brings ruin to those who listen. Make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed, teaching the message of truth accurately. But avoid profane chatter because those occupied with it will stray further and further into ungodliness and their message will spread its infection like gangrene. Hymenius and Philatus are in this group. They have strayed from the truth by saying that the resurrection has already occurred, and they are undermining some people's faith. However, God's solid foundation remains standing, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from evil. Now in a wealthy home there is not only gold and silver vessels, but also ones made of wood and clay, and some are for honourable use, but others for ignoble use. So if someone cleanses himself of such behaviour, he will be in a vessel for honourable use, set apart, useful for the master, prepared for every good work. But keep away from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faithfulness, love and peace in company with others who call on the Lord from a pure heart. But reject foolish and ignorant controversies, because you know they breed infighting. And the Lord's slave must not engage in heated disputes, but be kind toward all, an apt teacher, patient, correcting opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, and then knowledge of the truth, and they will come to their senses, and escape the devil's trap, where they are held captive to do his will.